Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. This is the Brave Podcast, awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. Brave exists to encourage, resource, and connect brave women around the world for the glory of God. Hey guys, this is Eric Nordoff, and I'm here with Chrissy Nordoff. Hey everybody, we're back with another Brave Podcast. We're super excited to share with you a little bit more about the story of Brave and what we're calling our season two. Season two. So what's the time period for season two? I think 2014 through 2016, roughly. And it's kind of hard with season two. It sort of leads into season three. There's not a clear delineation there, but it was a beautiful time of a little bit larger growth, some more gatherings. We added some more things in the mix as far as what we were doing. I mean, you'll hear about that. And the pillar that walked with me through season two was Lonnie Crump. We have a lot of awesome memories and laughs and all kinds of fun, amazing things that happened during that season. What I love about Lonnie, there's so many things I love about her, but she has this very dry wit, very funny, almost sarcastic. Yes. But she's great. She hosted a lot of your almost all of the the monthly gatherings. Yep. And she really was the pillar. She yeah. was the rock, the glue that held it all together and was right there by your side. And Jody, her husband, was right there, so supportive as well through the process. He makes great t-shirts, by the way, Jody Crump. All of our brave t-shirts have come from Jody Crump. That's right. That's yes. right. Brave besties and all of that. So we love Jody and we love Lonnie. So this is going to be a fun look back. Yes. So I hope you guys enjoy hearing the next part of the story, season two. Hey guys, it's Chrissy, and I want to share with you the story of Brave season two. So I'm viewing season two roughly as the years 2014 through 2016, although probably with this season the most, there is a little bleed over into season three, but you'll kind of get the heart of this time, I think, through what I'm sharing. During this season... This really, for me, started at a Kingdom Songs event at Gateway Church in Franklin. There was an evening Dustin Smith was sharing about worship and leading worship. And he said something that night. He said, women's ministries are being birthed in this church. And I knew in that moment that the Lord was saying, that's for you. I want you to be consistent with Girls Right Out. So we had been doing it before, sort of whenever we could. And of course, I had three kids at home and a little one. But I felt like he was really telling me in that moment, it's time to rise up. This needs to be a consistent thing in your life and in the lives of many others. I met a girl in the auditorium that very night named Lonnie Crump. She was a couple seats, a couple pews, I guess, ahead of me and met her there. I had a beautiful first conversation with her 
Little did I know that she was about to be the pillar running beside me or standing beside me through season two. It's amazing how God works in those ways. So we ended up meeting regularly at that Franklin Gateway Church house throughout a couple of those years, and we're thankful to have had the opportunity to do that there. We also met at Integrity Music some after the Gateway period of time. We were at Integrity Music, which was a large open space, and it really gave us room to grow. So during that time, we averaged around 35, I think, per meeting in person, and we grew. It seems like there were nights we had 60 people in the room in either of those spaces, 60 or 70. So we grew in person. We also grew on our Facebook community that just slowly continued to grow over time. I'm super thankful that Lonnie ran beside me during that time. I love her humor. I love her admin skills because I had literally pretty much zero. (laughs) She helped so much as far as establishing the structure for our evenings that we did. She helped kind of really put together our very first leadership team and sort of keep things in check and keep our meetings regular and keep our worship nights regular. She brought in a lot of fun. That was something I also loved about her. And we had so many beautiful moments together and I'll always be thankful. I think as far as what we learned during this time, our hearts really were stirred for international ministry. We had an evening with our friends, Jill and Andrew Mitchell, who came from Scotland. We began to have conversations, what if conversations about traveling overseas for writing. We also had a lot of fun. We grew in fun this season. And that might be when Dina came in, I'm not sure. But we had so much fun. We had several different themes on the evenings. So we had a tea party, we had a onesie pajama party, all kinds of crazy different things that we did. Our actual event nights just were plain fun. And it gave us an opportunity to really love on these women. I wanted them to feel as special as they truly were. And that was something we learned during the season. I also feel like we grew in depth with our relationships with one another, the way we prayed with one another. We grew in our worship. I'll never forget a lot of those nights just hearing the voice of the girls lifting up. Man, there's nothing like it. We grew in consistency, and that's probably my number one takeaway from this season. The Lord taught us consistency, how to keep showing up and the importance of doing that on a regular basis. And thankfully, I had Lonnie beside me walking that through. I also feel like personally, I grew in my communication skills. So it was not only a time for me to listen to the heart of the Father and get the information He wanted me to share, but also for how He wanted me to communicate that. And it started to come out in different creative ways. Sometimes it might come out in action. It might come out in a demonstration. There were lots of different ways that he taught me how to communicate through this season. So we did several events. We did some writer's rounds, I think, for the first time. We did a lot of women's luncheons for Kingdom Songs retreats. So we spent a lot of time learning how to do that, how to host, meeting new girls as a result of that and continuing to grow. We did some dinners out together for really the first time ever. And it was so fun just to have that time to be girls out on the town and just having dinner, even if it was just for an hour or meeting up together in some kind of way. 
So that's kind of a broad stroke view of season two. I do want you to hear from Lonnie herself. And so I want to share that next. But I hope you really have seen what I've seen. I've seen growth through this season. I see consistency come from this season. I see depth in this season. And it's so beautiful. I can't wait till you hear from her and see what she has to say about what she remembers of this time. Hey, if you've been impacted by Brave Worship over the years, we're celebrating 10 years of Brave Worship, 10 years of Brave. If you've been impacted, if you've been affected, if you've been participating over the years, well, we're doing a live recording. We are hosting a live recording on April 19th. And we are asking for donations because it's going to cost us about $10,000 to produce. And we would love to have your help in producing this. We're investing quite a bit of time and energy and our own resources into it. But we'd love for you to participate. And here's how you can participate. Very easily, you can go to braveworship.com slash donate. For $10, you will be able to participate in the live stream. So you'll get that live stream feed. We have a real pro that's going to be running that live stream. So it's not just going to be a phone like you see on some of the lives. This is going to be like cameras and hopefully good audio for you. So that'll be $10 is, is how you can participate. And then you can give at the $50 level. You can participate by joining us live. So that is a ticket that gets you in the door to the live event. We have a limit of 100 people that we can fit in the room, in the space in Thompson Station, Tennessee. It'll be really fun April 19th. Then if you want to sponsor the band, you can give at the $500 level. And then if you'd like to sponsor an entire song, we're recording four songs. That's $2,500. You can find out all about that at braveworship.com slash donate. If you've been impacted, if you've been affected, if you've been inspired by the Brave community and being a participant in it, we just ask that you prayerfully consider going there and seeing what the Lord might have you give and how you might want to participate. All right, that's it for now. Braveworship.com slash donate. We're telling the story of Brave right now because this will be our 10th year this year, which is crazy. But through the course of that 10 years, I really basically identified four people that have really stood beside me and helped carry the torch. And one of those people is you. Mm -hmm. And so first of all, I just want to say thank you. Oh, thank you. And I remember you chirping in my ear many times. I just don't want you to quit. (laughs) You know what? There were a lot of times that I wanted to. So I'm super thankful that the Lord gave me that friendship and just that camaraderie in you in that season, which we're calling season two. So love it. Yes. I just wanted to hear from your heart, Lonnie, just maybe some of your favorite memories of those days and also favorite memories first. Let's start with that. Okay. So I think in season two, episode one, (laughs) I think we started at Integrity, right? We were meeting kind of in the evenings there and in their building. And I remember for me being terrified to go the first time because you had made like a 
Facebook post and we had just kind of become friends on Facebook and you had made a Facebook post saying you were going to relaunch this. Yeah. These writers nights and anyone who wanted to come and join should message you for the link and the details. And I remember being like, I want to be a part of that, but I don't even know if I'm really a songwriter. And so I think hands down, my favorite memory would be the first one you relaunched. I got the details from you. I I was brave enough to message you for details, showed up and you had done like a songwriting challenge for us. Like we were all kind of like supposed to, you gave us like a starting line and then we were supposed to write a next line and it was just a writing exercise. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there's probably like 20, I don't know how many girls showed up, but it was a decent amount of people. And I remember just feeling like I wasn't really sure if I belonged there, was qualified to be there, but you shared from your heart. And then I think towards the end of the night, you were like, oh yeah, let's like look over this writing exercise. And you kind of went down through the list and no one had a name beside it, but you picked the winner that night and it happened to be mine. And I just felt like that was such a like smile from God. Like you do belong here and you are a songwriter, but just, I don't know, that will probably always be my favorite because it like established for me, like the purpose of that community. And what's really funny, if I fast forward through the seasons, maybe, mm-hmm. is that the reason why you picked mine as the winner that day is because you said it had the right amount of syllables. And it wasn't really because it was that good of a lyric, <laughs> but you're like, well, this is the one that has the right amount of syllables. And then later in the season, I find out that I'm a structure writer and I'm like, of course, that was being affirmed even back then. So The writing exercise, that first meeting is probably one of my favorites. But I remember also from the same season that you would plan themes every every (laughs) meeting. Yes, I did. (laughs) And they were really incredible themes, like way over the top. Like one time was a full course catered dinner. (laughs) One was like a tea party. Like we walk into a garden one what was the one where things were hanging from the do you remember it was like there were some pieces of poetry or lyrics were hanging from the wall and we did like a walkthrough I don't know you had these amazing themes and I guess one of my favorite memories is trying to talk you out of (laughs) continuing every every time after we did one remember we'd stay so late cleaning up because I had all this stuff, like my car was full of stuff. And I come home late and unload all the stuff from that night. But you're right. It was excessive. They were were incredible themes though. And they were probably so meaningful, you know, to everyone really. And so beautiful. But I, I can see like, even in that, like you were just building and creating a community, a creative community, even through all of that. But I think that might be one of my favorites is like, oh, we love these things. Stop doing them. You can't keep doing them. But really the real, motiva- the real motivation behind trying to talk you out of them was more because I wanted you to keep doing the main thing and not yeah. give up, you know, because it, it, it was so much you were doing 
so much. And we didn't want Eric to tell us you were no longer allowed to use your personal funds to create these magical moments. <laughs> right. Because I was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I don't know, that. And then I guess is season one also including the first Brave Worship Conference? Yes. Well, season two, you mean. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah season two. Sorry. It kind of season smears two. into season three just a little, but yeah, yes. So I think my third highlight, my favorite memory would probably be being in your minivan with Mary Beth and sweet baby Tatum at that yeah. point, planning out the first Brave Worship Conference, like two wow. weeks out, trying to make sure we thought of everything and really terrified because not many people had signed up yet. Yes. And just knowing that we were supposed to do it, but not really sure how to pull it all off and getting through that weekend. And so many people showed up and it was just super powerful. And I think that's when we knew like, oh, we're crazy, but we're the right kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I think you saw that, Lonnie, so many times, that whole what dynamic you just said where we knew we were called to do something, but we had we didn't know how we were supposed to get there necessarily all the time. But sometimes mm-hmm. we just showed up, like even sometimes spontaneously in the moment, right? Yes. And yes. Um, I just remember you saying, well, God always shows up, shows up. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> and I felt that same way. Like he was leading us sort of a step at a time but it didn't always make logical sense. Yeah, I think I like really learned quickly to trust if you were hearing something, not to like logic away why that could or couldn't work too in that time when we're really, it was not even uh, named yet and it was kind of just developing and just seeing like time and time again, what you just said, like how things had just, come together in such a unique way. And I think that's where you like really shine. It goes back to those, what I said were magical moments, but I mean that in a holy way. (laughs) Just there were elements that really come, I think, from the creativity that you have in your heart to help people encounter God and to connect with each other and their creativity. It's really cool. So well, I have to say one of my favorite moments with you was when we were doing a women's lunch. You remember that one? I know what you're going to say. I still have the picture. Actually, I might put it in here because you carried a whole tray of tiramisu, a ginormous one. Remember? Um, I was like really trying to offer it to people. You're like, see, everybody, we have a whole tiramisu. And then you remember what happened? I do. Yeah. You tripped or something and Mm -hmm. it went all down somebody's leg, right? It really did. I don't know if I've laughed that hard in a long time. That was hilarious. I still feel really bad about that. I do. I feel, oh, I mean, not for the embarrassment sake, because I I can do that to myself often, but for spilling tiramisu on a person, yeah, I still (laughs) feel bad about that. Oh man, that was so funny. Oh gosh. Well, 
another thing that I loved experiencing with you was Scotland. I'll never forget like all of us, just how hard it was getting that to work. Like that trip just felt like a battle, but even having to go to the doctor with you on that trip, but just so many beautiful experiences that we had together and how the Lord really used that to bond us together as a community. But so in general, though, what do you think as far as things we were learning during that season two, which ones of those do you think were important as a foundation for us as a community? And you might have already named some of them, but is there anything else that comes to mind? Well, I think foremost, it was just to create a place for community and to, I think like the thing that just always really inspired me and made me want to continue everything that you were seeing to do is just the way that you always would say like your voice matters to everyone. The way you were like inviting people to be part of following what God put in their heart. And I think also at the same time, like acknowledging that everyone's in a different place with what that looks like. And no matter what your season is, if you're a mom who really can't go and do co-rights all day long, or if you're, you know, a working person trying to squeeze it in like with your church or whatever, however that looks, just how cool that was as a foundation is that you were wanting to see other people use their voice. And so I think that is a big part of what created such a safe place in that community was just that there's so many people who felt like me walking in that first day, like, I don't even know if I really belong here, but I want to belong here. I just Mm -hmm. have nothing to prove or show for it yet. And that didn't matter. It was more of just, you have to do what God's put in your heart to do. And like that is such a needed message still, you know, for each of us every day, really. So that was definitely, I think, one of the foundations. And there, you know, there's several that sort of developed out of that, like making room at the table, you know, for everybody. And I think, I think that's just been the beautiful part of the community. In the earlier days, there was, you know, maybe a lot of professional songwriters mixed in with like, someone who'd never really written a song before, but it was just all about what was in our heart to do. And so it was really beautiful how that continues to be like an encouragement and a community based off of that. Yeah. And it's crazy how, like what you're saying regarding just knowing what God's called you to do and yet having nothing to prove or nothing to show for what's Mm -hmm. in your heart yet. And yet calling people forward into that destiny or into that calling. And that's exactly what we were doing as a community at the same time. We couldn't always see what the next step was, but we knew the one right in front of us, you know, or we knew what he was calling us to do, but we didn't know how to accomplish that yet. So in in some crazy way that large, the group at large was also experiencing the same thing that those new songwriters were at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think if there's anything else that stands out to me. Yeah. What was the, the, just kind of what were the foundations? Yeah. What characteristics do you think developed during that time that became a foundation for us as a community? Oh, yeah. Or anything else? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that you saw early on was also a need to organize people and empower them to be part 
of the community and of the leadership. And that's really cool because, you know, a lot of times people have to kind of vie for a place or a position. And I feel like it was always the way it should be in kingdom things, like just through service (laughs) and having a heart willing to just continue what was the mission, which was always not to be competitive, but to be truly a community that's cheering each other on. And I think it was just neat that kind of came together so naturally, but at every level, your heart was always to include more people and to empower more people to continue to be part of the community and to lead through the community. So I think it was just even in those early days, I can look back and See, we're standing up huddled in a little prayer circle, dividing out who would say a prayer when, and to make sure we had someone greeting at the front door so that people felt welcome. I mean, it was like an intentional structured community, even though maybe we didn't even know that we were doing that at the time. I think that really stands out as a foundation too, is that your heart was always to help people have a place to connect and to serve. Well, and I think you are part of laying the foundation of that structure side of things. I know that's your songwriting (laughs) gift, but it's your regular life gift too. (laughs) Yes. So I think that was part of the foundation too, Lonnie, is all that you poured in from an organizational standpoint and just helping us to see what the tasks were that we needed people for and maybe the ones we didn't anymore or whatever made sense. And there was a lot of change through that season, a lot of growth, but you always did our announcements. (laughs) But in a a hilarious way, always, (laughs) a little tongue-in-cheek involved, you did our announcements, but you also, as far as our, you know, live gatherings, just sort of kept everything on track. Yeah, I was really needed, especially among many creatives. (laughs) Yes, I was going to say one of my favorite memories from that time also was... (laughs) When Mary Beth and I developed the strategy of how to exit the buildings, we learned that we just needed to turn the lights off slowly. As we were cleaning up, we'd just turn a light off. And eventually, all of the creative conversation would find its way to the parking lot eventually. We had some late nights, didn't we, Lonnie? Really late nights. I think one night leave till after one o'clock in the morning. Do you remember that? I do remember a lot of wrap-up conversations sitting in the van. Yes. yes. Being exhausted and knowing that we needed to get home. Right. Yeah, those were some good moments, though, and needed conversations and just treasured times. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again, Lonnie, so much for all that you poured in, all you have poured in through the years, but you know, I can't ever, we could never see what God was going to do in the future and how, what you poured in made such an impact in such an incredible way. So I'm super thankful to have you part of our community still, even though you're moving. Yes. Like you said, we still have FaceTime and co-writing via Zoom or however that's going to happen. So yeah, super thankful for you. Thank you. It's really, it's been such a blessing to my life to be a part of it and such an affirmation of the things God placed in my heart. And I really, I don't know if I would have made so much progress in my personal obedience and journey, if it hadn't been for all of the things that you and Brave have done 
And I will say one more thing is that we are moving and I was in my basement the other day, sorting through just boxes of things, old things. And the thing that stood out to me and I thought about you so much was that I just found like piles of letters and cards of encouragement from friends and mentors. And it was this really holy moment standing in my basement, realizing like, I think I'm just living my life, but like I've been here because so many people have invested in my life. And I've had so many good mentors and friends starting from a young age, specifically in music. But you have been that for me so much in these past, as long as I've been joined in these past few years. And I could never literally say thank you enough for just mentoring and investing. And I I love that you offer that to everybody. So thank you. (laughs) I know. Well, I really do mean that. Thank you. I I like literally was like tearing up in my basement going like, oh my gosh, like I've had just a series of people encouraging my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like, and how do you get that lucky? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I guess also just to realize like, just to be grateful for that and to want to be that, you know? Yeah. So good job. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. And I enjoyed every minute of it from the time I met you, which was, I'll never forget. You were in the church over at Gateway and it was during a kingdom songs, right? I just felt led to pray for you that day. And from that day forward, I just felt like the Lord highlighted you in my heart as somebody that I needed to make sure, you know, I was encouraging and connecting with, and I'm still waiting for your book to come out. So that was part of that prayer that day. So as you're moving to Texas, make room for your writing. Yes. My husband always says the reason why I can't release the book yet is because the end part, we haven't lived it yet. And I thought my goal for 2020 was literally to write more songs and to finish that book. And now I'm like, are my songs in that book ever? (laughs) But I have to believe that he's right. And that it's all part of the story. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) It's part of the story and it's part of our story, you know, Mm -hmm. as brave. So that's right. It's beautiful. Thanks for listening to The Brave Podcast, awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. You can visit braveworship.com to learn more about how you can join one of the upcoming Brave Coffees in your local area. We'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Brave Worship and on Facebook at Brave Worship Page. We'd also love for you to join us at our next songwriting event or missions trip. And you can stay up to date on all of those things and the latest happenings when you sign up for our newsletter at braveworship.com. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, uh, drumroll here please, our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. 
It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.